Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. and it's time to take a look at the injuries for Week 2 in the NFL. And to help us do it is Dr. David Chow. Uh, Dr. Chow, we got to start here with Austin Eckler, uh, your old team, the Chargers. Well, this is a big piece here for Fantasy. He did not practice in the last few days, uh, dealing with an ankle injury, which we all know we've seen over the years, the different versions of these ankle sprains really take its toll on some of the running backs. So with Austin Eckler this week, do you expect this to be an ankle injury that could linger for the next couple weeks ahead? Well, the good news for Austin Eckler fantasy owners is that I don't see this becoming an injured reserve four-week or long-term deal. Yes, he's been out so far. We're recording Friday morning, so we don't have the latest. But by video in-game, it looked like a mild high ankle sprain. I get it. Everyone freaks out at high ankle. But it's mild. His foot wasn't planted. It was more on the ground, more of an external rotation type injury. And Josh Kelly kind of finished up. But some of that, you know, was their usage, et cetera. It's a high ankle. That's the bad news. It's mild. It's the good news. No, that's certainly a good point. What about Aaron Jones, another guy who's dealing with an injury, hamstring for him. Same with Darren Waller. We're going to talk about these two hamstring injuries real quick because Jones also missed two straight days of practice. We're recording this Friday morning, still waiting to get clarity there on whether or not he practices on Friday. Now, he did come out of that game. Uh, you saw A.J. Dillon pick up that workload. But again, with this hamstring issue here for Aaron Jones this early in the season, which seems to be kind of the theme Dr. Chow, of the opening, is everybody seems to be dealing with hamstring injuries. What do you make of this Aaron Jones one? Should people be concerned with Aaron Jones' ability to be available in week two? Look, I, I know that, you know, look, here's why a lot of hamstrings right now. First of all, it is normal to have early season acclimation injuries, preseason, early season, et cetera. It's normal. Lots of hamstring injuries. Perhaps even more. Look, I get the attention was Aaron Rodgers, he tore his Achilles. But there were actually fewer bigger traumatic injuries in week one than typical, but more hamstrings and muscle injuries than typical. Why? A lot of wet weather, slippery surfaces, mm -hmm. et cetera. So that's where a lot of things got aggravated. I'm not saying every case, but that's the tendency. Darren Waller's concerning to me because it's something that lingered from last year. Anything that crosses season starts to be more of a worry. He did play through, so I think you have to temper expectations, but big-time overall worry season-long at this point in time because it leaked over. For this week, you know, you got to make your decisions and, and look at his activity or inactivity. Aaron Jones, I think it's a mild hamstring, the way that he acted, the way that he pulled up on the touchdown, the way he is on the sideline, but the issue is, okay, there's A.J. Dillon usage, and do the Packers play the long game which they traditionally have medically played the long game. So even though it's mild, look, if this were a playoff game, 100% he plays. But the Packers may indeed play the long game with Aaron Jones and his hamstring. All right. It's very interesting you talked about Darren Waller being that lingering issue because he's had a myriad of health issues. And, you know, like being a professional athlete in the sport of football is tough. We all know that. I mean, it takes his toll on a body and he's a little bit older of a player too. I think people always forget, you know, that he kind of came to this tight end position a little later in terms of that long-term outlook for a player like that. Is that a player that really fantasy managers should be concerned with that they have this guy already dealing with things that are carrying over from last year and it's only week two. Should they be looking to maybe 
you know, if he has a good game this week, kick the tires on some deals because maybe we're worried about Waller's ability to fulfill his expectations. And a lot of people have high ones for him and the Giants this year. Uh, me included. I did not expect this hamstring and leg injury to leak into this season. And uh, in Scott Fishbowl, really the only fantasy that I play, <laughs> I drafted him. The problem with Scott Fishbowl is there's no trades. So there's nothing I can do. All I can do is sit him. Fortunately, I've got, uh, you know, Friermuth, Kincaid, and also Luke Musgrove. So, you know, I have some other options. I'm just going to have to follow him. It is concerning to me. I did not expect it to leak from one year to the next. It has. So there should be some concern at this point in time. All right, let's continue on. Let's talk about Deontay Johnson, who's going to be on the shelf. Now, he says he's day-to-day. The Steelers are saying otherwise. This is something strange because the Steelers, the expectation that was laid out to us was the four weeks with this injury, right? But he didn't go on any IR yet. But then Deontay Johnson comes out and says he's day-to-day. So when there's this disconnect between the team and the player here about what's coming out in the media, how do you parse that out as a fantasy manager? Well, you know, there's glass half full and glass half empty, right? And there's different uh, impressions. Now, here's what might be happening. Look, we didn't think Deontay Johnson would play with a hamstring, given the type of player he is, speed guy, et cetera, hard for him to play. Now, uh, as far as four weeks in the Steelers, the Steelers, I mean, Mike Tomlin rules it there. It's not the, the player. Maybe Deontay Johnson is doing what he can to lobby to put pressure and say, don't put me on injured reserve because if it's four weeks, who knows? That may be what is happening. But let me tell you, the Steelers don't need to make a move until they need the roster spot. If they put them on injured reserve late week today or Saturday, they still is just missing the four games. It doesn't change anything. So it's still, the shoe hasn't dropped yet. It is to be determined. I think if they don't put them on for IR before Sunday, then it's a pretty good indication he's got a chance to come back ahead of four weeks or at least they want to leave the window open if they do obviously it's four weeks so this may be lobbying on Deontay Johnson's part football is back in full swing with another week of epic games and who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL new customers can bet five dollars on football and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets nobody's missing out on the action this season all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use that promo code FANTASYPROS to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Boyd in Ontario. cdkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And now back to the action. Now, Brandon Cooks of the Cowboys is dealing with a sprained MCL. What's the usual turnaround time for that? Because I know I've seen some people say two to four weeks. Is that typically what you're looking for the sprained MCL, or does it really matter to what grade we're looking at in terms of that sprain? See, this is what we do at Sports Injury Central different than every other place. Number one, we do injury analysis, not reporting. Number two, we individualize everything. We don't take stats and say, of the 73 MCLs, this is the average timeline to return. (laughs) Okay, that's the fundamental difference. And you the same way in your fantasy analysis, right? So here's Mm -hmm. the thing. If this is an 
interior lineman, offensive lineman, brace it up, tape it up, and I think they're still playing. To Brandon Cook's credit, he did play after that and finish the game. But the type of guy that he is, speed guy and cutting, it makes it difficult for him to be effective. I will tell you this, if for some reason he suited up, don't play him if you have another option this week in fantasy. So it's just a matter of effectiveness. He can go in a straight line, but a, an only straight line, Brandon Cooks, I mean, with no wiggle, I mean, that's hard to just say that he's going to ever do anything. So therefore, it's smart. And look, return to play is multifactorial. It's the injury. It's what the team wants to do, the coach wants to do, et cetera. And uh, yeah, it makes sense that he will be out. But I don't see uh, IR at this point in time. Of course, you could follow Dr. Chow over on the Twitter machine or X, whatever it is today, a pro football doc. And also check out all the great stuff over at Sports Injury Central, SICscore.com. One more before we let you go, doctor, because this is an important one. Brees Hall looked pretty good uh, in that first game. Now, again, it, it certainly you saw on that long run him start to lose a little bit of that gas. We're used to him kind of completely clearing. So you had the burst, but you didn't quite have the stamina, right, to finish that run all the way. However, it was a pretty encouraging week one, I think, all things considered. Going forward into week two, we expect a pitch count again for Brees Hall. Do you see or maybe what you saw out of him on Monday? Are you encouraged that this recovery process for Brees Hall is going in the right direction for people and that he is going to make potentially a major impact and get back to being the Brees Hall we saw last year earlier than maybe we hoped in 2023? Well, a couple of disclosures. I didn't even see all the Brees Hall runs because I was so preoccupied with Aaron Rodgers and dealing with his- Oh, I can't imagine. Your phone must have... I mean, Monday night, was anyone's phone busier than yours, really? You know, honestly, I couldn't even make any phone calls. I need a, a separate phone to do stuff, you know, calls and stuff, <laughs> because it, it was just like, I, I need to learn how to use my phone and turn off notifications for text messages and phone calls. It was just buzzing the entire time. But in any case, I have to admit to the fantasy audience that week one, you absolutely can say that I was wrong, okay? I was saying Dalvin Cook more than Brees Hall. Now, if you went by carries, it was Dalvin Cook more than Brees Hall. Sure. If you went by effectiveness, it was clearly Brees Hall. But when you really break it down, yes, I will admit I was wrong. Yes, Brees Hall is on a faster track than I had expected. Absolutely. Am I ready to now say it's Brees Hall all the way and that's it? No. First of all, it's only one week. Second of all, not that you can play math like this. If you subtract out the two big carries, 20-something and 80-something, mm-hmm. What did he really have in the other eight? So what we talked about at Fantasy Pros is he does have straight line speed. His acceleration was a little better than I thought. But where's the wiggle, the cut deceleration to actually get through the holes? The line did a great job on the hole in those two plays. Now, I'm not saying you can take away two runs. I got to give him credit. But once again, I think it's still primarily, and at least by usage it was, Dalvin Cook over Brees Hall right now, but his trajectory certainly is accelerating. Well, that's good news for me. I like the accelerated trajectory because I got a lot of cheap shares of Brees Hall. So hopefully we'll get uh, a little bit more things will even out between the amount of carries and the amount of yards per the carry, not just the big ones, which are great. I love the big runs. 
I'm a big fan. Dr. Chow, thank you so much for joining us as always here. And don't forget, if you're trying to stay on top of the latest injury news, make sure you download my playbook. That way you can sync all your teams and all your leagues and you know exactly what's going on for the players in your league that you have rostered. And also download that Fantasy Pros News Desk app as well. Stay on top of all the news that way and go to fantasypros.com. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Dr. Chow and Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.